<laughs> we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up and buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I'm represented. Ooh, ooh. We're back. We're back. We are back. The OG Big Fish Podcast. Appreciate everybody tuning in. All the new people, good to have you. All the old people, the ones that come every week, or just come when you can to have this conversation with us. We appreciate you as well. And we just want to make sure that we're continuing to spread elevation. That's the goal, continuing to spread elevation. So we have, what do we always say? We got a interesting show today. This one is, ah, you know, it's, it's funny. I've kind of, I've gotten to the point where we're on episode about what, like 25 or something like that, 26. And I get to the point where, you know, normally I always have something where I want to talk to you guys. And it's usually based on my experience throughout the week or just different things that may be occurring in my life, current in society that I want to speak on based on the impact that it's having on us or the impact that it's not having on us in a lot of ways. So I I always, I find myself sometimes questioning, well, you know, what, what does the audience want to hear or, or what, what should I talk about or what shouldn't I talk about? Maybe I shouldn't touch on that. That's a little bit of a sensitive topic where, you know, people can take certain things out of context and then you get, you get caught up in all this stuff. And I I find myself, it's funny, I did a shark camp and we just started this shark camp. I kind of talked about it on the last episodes where we're helping a lot of the kids to develop a little bit of that grittiness, that hunger, that desire that they may not learn because that their parents learned by just going through certain experiences that the kids don't learn because they have a better life. So we're trying to pull that out of them teaching them confidence. So I was having a conversation with one of my friend's sons and great kid, great kid. And (laughs) it's funny how your kids, I'm sure his dad has told him the same thing and his mom have told him the same thing that I told him, but you know, it hits a little different sometimes depending on, you know, not being your parents. So I was talking to him and I said, you know, we're talking about confidence and how some other players on his team may have, you know, a certain level of confidence compared to his. And I said, yo, you got to get to a certain point where you just have, and he's, he's only like 10 years old, I think. But you have to have that don't give a. Now, I just left it at him, like that for him. But you have to have a certain level of just, I don't give a, you know what I mean? I'm going to stand on what I stand on, and that is what it is. You know, I'm confident in my principles. I'm confident in my morals, my values. 
I know what's right. I know what's wrong. I know if I'm, you know, hurting somebody. I know I'm not going to allow somebody to, I'm not going to allow the threat of somebody changing the perception of what I'm saying or, or trying to change that. So I shouldn't even discuss it. And I'm getting back to having that don't give a, you know what I mean? Because that's the only way that people are really going to, you know, you guys are spending time listening and having this conversation with me. I'm taking time out of your day. The least that I can do is give you the real, give you the raw, um, and just trust that even though some people may take it how they take it, at the end of the day, you know, you all, I was going to say that you all know that, you know, uh, that I'm not intentionally a harmful person or a disrespectful person, but I don't even need to say all that. I don't need to say all that. And that's the problem right there. I don't need to be saying that. I'm just going to say what I'm say, what I'm feeling, get it off my chest. And the more I do that, the more I realize that there's a lot of other people that feel the same way. It's almost like they're patting you on the back where they're saying like, yo, thanks for sharing that. Like I felt that. And it's kids of all ages. I got a DM from my young boy. He's about probably like 26, 24 or something like that. And his response to something where I'm like, damn, I didn't even know that the young kids were even tapped in like that to even have that understanding. But then I had to look at his experience and I realized why his personal experience has allowed him to notice something faster than I even noticed when I was growing up. So never not say anything just because of the fear of, oh, I don't want to get in trouble or I don't want this to look a certain way because there's a lot of people who, I, I guess that's the term, like that silent majority. You know, there's a silent majority out there that agrees with, not even just agrees, just sees things for what they are. You know, certain stuff is not whether you agree or disagree. It's just, what is this? You know, what is this? Is the sky blue or is it, you know, whatever. But I guess people find a, fault in anything that you say so I'm getting back to that don't give a sorry to go on that rant but with the topic today perhaps it'll all make sense so I don't have a title for this yet but I'll tell you what it's about it's relating the feminist movement the feminist movement how it relates to drill and gangster music so I made a statement I put out a tweet I don't have the tweet handy on me right now Matter of fact, let's put let's let's go to the tweet that sparked all of this. Give me a second. Let me go on my phone. Look at the tweet. Just so we can put it out there, because a lot of you may have already seen it. But I said that the feminist movement to women and predominantly black women is what drill and gangster music is to black men. The feminist movement to women predominantly black women, is what drill and gangster music is to black men. It is the false appearance of empowerment and freedom leading us fast and hard in the wrong direction. The false appearance of empowerment and freedom leading us fast and hard in the wrong direction. And then I hashtag nuclear family wins because the nuclear family does win. So, that's what sparked all of this, but let's get into it. Let's get into it because I, I imagine that I've already, if I didn't piss people off, then I'm sure you're intrigued. Like, what's he about to say about this? How can you relate the two? 
Well, let's get into it. So feminism. Feminism, feminism, feminism. And I had to look up a couple definitions of feminism. I'm sure there's a lot of them out there. But these are the ones that I took away. The advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. We talked about this last week a little bit, and we've talked about it on previous shows. There's nothing equal. Like, just to be clear, there's nothing equal between men and women. We're different. We're different. And I told y'all the story last week of, you know, Coach Caldwell on the, the Colts. The first thing that he did when we sat down was say, I will never treat you all equally, but I will be fair. We're not equal. Not going to get too much into that. But let me look at the next definition. So it says feminism is a range of socio-political movements and ideologies that aim to define and establish the political, economic, personal, and social equality of the sexes. Feminism incorporates the position that society prioritizes the male, the male point of view and that women are treated unjustly in these societies. I'm going to just leave that there. So what does feminism claim? Feminism claims to be fighting for the things that um, I just stated to you. You know, whether that's equality, um, when it comes to on the political scale, economic, personal, and social, they're fighting for that equality. You already know my stance on it. We're not equal, so I fight for it. Things should be fair. 100%. I'm always going to be for fairness. But equal, it's not realistic, nor does it lead us in the direction that we claim we're trying to get to. So let's take a look at why it's attractive. And I'm going to go through this same format when it comes to the drill and gangster music. So that way we can kind of go back and forth, you know, as we're discussing the two. So why is the feminist movement attractive? For one, power. Power is always attractive, period. Power is always attractive, especially, and this is a little bit off script because, you know, you know, you guys, I, I, you know, I write my notes down and stuff, but this is a little off script. Power, just think about how women choose certain men. Power is always going to be attractive to women, whether we're in high school and we want the best player on the football team whether we want the quarterback, the quarterback's the, supposed to be the most powerful figure, right? We all want the quarterback of the football team. That's power. Women are attracted to power. The problem is we live in a society where there's not much accountability and responsibility assigned with the power. In the words of, and let's take it back to, to paid in full. I'm not sure if you've seen the the uh, what we call this a hood classic paid in full. I'll probably just call it a classic in general. Um, I used to call it a classic. now for what it's portraying, I right, whatever it's a classic. My thoughts on it, like I said, neither here nor there, but paid in full. My man Rico, he said a quote that has stuck with me since I've seen that movie. And he said, half these cats, he used a different word than cats, but he said, half these cats want to be the man just because. Think about that. 
half these cats, and he used a different word, he's the N-word, he said, half these blanks want to be the man just cause. Now, why did he say that? Now, he was, he was talking about something totally different, but think about with life. Most people just want to be in power, right? For what, though? Are you going to do good with it? Are you going to bring some elevation, something positive to the table, some ch new change? What do you want the power for? Or are you just going to hold it and hoard it for your own personal good? Half these cats want to be the man just because. So I have to ask all of the feminists, why do you want the power? Why is the power attractive? Why is that power attractive? And why did it go from it being attractive and in, in a significant other that you're looking for to, well, actually, I want that power. Now it's become attractive for me to actually get the power. Why do you want it? What have you been doing with it? Let's look at the feminist movement. What have you already been doing with it? Can you say that the feminist movement has brought about positive change? If so, let me know. But those are the things that we need to evaluate. And what are you attempting to do with it? And we're going to get into the whole Black Lives Matter thing, too, because Black Lives Matter, it's a facade for, you know, they're, they're putting up a, an appearance. They do great marketing as if it's really about black lives, but it really is just a feminist um, LGBTQ movement. That's what it really is. Led by women, led by LGBTQ, that, that community has nothing to do with black lives. Let's be real. And shout out to Candace Owens for her documentary. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely check that out. So why do you want the power? That's the question that I would ask the feminist. And that's the question that I would ask a lot of the women that support and follow the feminist movement. So what's another thing that's attractive? The freedom, the quote unquote freedom, right? The freedom to do whatever we want to do. Whether that's having sex with this amount of guys, whether that's, um, you know, being free from the, the control and oppression that my husband puts on me, all these different things, right? Or that men put on society, all these different things. The freedom, right? Okay, cool. The freedom to do whatever you want. Cool. But, is, but this is the thing, though. Like, we have to think about this. Is what men do done by men because we want to do it? Our role as being the protector and provider, is that something that is really a fun thing to do? Or is it something that we do because it's our duty and responsibility? Because being the provider, the quote-unquote provider, sounds fun. Being the quote-unquote protector sounds fun. It sounds empowering, right? It sounds all these things. Until you realize the sacrifices required to actually do those things. And to be those things. And you can't just provide when things are going well. You have to do it when shit isn't working in your favor. You know, you lost your job and every, we all looking at you like, hey, what's next? We still got to put food on the table. 
oh, you have to go to all these different interviews. You have to do it. It's not. It's not all all fun and games. It's not what it what it appears. Being and sometimes you know we always have that grass is always greener on the other side. We we have that perception of things, but it can fog a lot of our judgment. And let's look at the protector. Do you really want to be the person that and we've talked about all this. We actually touched on a lot of this last week, so I'm not going to go into it too much, but I have to highlight it because it feeds into the overall theme of the show. But do you want to be the person that is, you know, going downstairs when you hear a noise at night? Is that really the fun thing? Like to put your life on the line? Is, is, is that really what we want to do? So is men, is, is that really freedom? Because sometimes the perception of freedom is disguised. Like it, 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 we perceive it as freedom, but what it really is, is duty and responsibility. It's duty and responsibility. But because we hold the protector and, and provider as in the leadership role, we see freedom as, oh, because they can make decisions or because they're leading the family, that's freedom. Actually, them making those decisions is giving you freedom. Them being able to be the protector and provider. You tell me what you feel more free when you're the protector and provider. As a woman, okay, you be the protector and provider. Tell me which one you feel more free, freedom. Or when you have somebody capable doing those things that you trust as the leader of your family. All right, so I don't want to get too off script, um, but and I don't want to take the conversation entirely back to last week. But as I said, it's related. So let's look at we looked at what the feminist movement claims to be, what they claim to do. We looked at, you know, why it may be attractive. And another reason why it may be attractive when you look at the people that are attracted to the feminist movement. And we'll dive into this a little bit deeper when it comes specifically to black women. However, when you look at the women that are attracted to it, well, let's get into it right now. Black women. Why are you attracted to it? You're attracted to it because maybe the lack of strong leaders in your life as men. Uh, We're attracted to it because we may feel that actually I don't need to be totally honest. I can't even, I can't even tell you why, like I get on a surface level why you would be attracted to this, but it's hard for me to understand. And this is the same way I actually feel with the, the drill and gangster music in a lot of ways. Once you mature and can actually look into something, it's like, damn, this is not really appealing at all. But let's let's like I said, I want to get off script. So we looked at some reasons why it's attractive. Now let's look at what it does. What does the feminist movement do? What what are the actual results of their actions? First bullet point encourages women to constantly compare themselves to men. Constantly comparing yourself to men. And it develops envy towards men. And this causes women to want what men want and to chase the same things that men chase. 
all because they feel they are quote unquote capable of it. But does it actually help? Do we actually look at the results of what doing this leads to? No, but this is what I'm talking about. We only see things on a surface level. It forces men to accept women as equal. There's a lot of men out there that just, I know some people call them simps and everything. It's really, that's become the norm where we have to, as men, we're being bullied. It's like the quote unquote, it's like you're claiming you're being bullied, but now you're bullying us into accepting you as an equal when you're not. I don't want to be, you don't have to, I would never ask a woman to accept me as her equal. We're just not equal. We're different. We have different capabilities. We are different. And, and this, when you force somebody to fulfill a certain role or to be seen as an equal in a certain light, it throws off the equilibrium of our, of our relationships. And this is why we see that men are becoming extremely feminine Women are becoming extremely masculine and, you know, we're starting to we're, we're encouraging men to be more vulnerable, to cry and to show emotions publicly. Why? Why? Why are we encouraging our young men? Yeah, and of course you can you can um, it's OK to, you know, cry or I don't know if it's OK with you, whatever. But showing emotions publicly and crying, no, that's not, no, that's not okay. What results does that achieve? What results does that achieve? I've seen videos on online where they're asking people, you know, when's the last time that you cried? Asking a bunch of men, why, why are we doing this? Just think, just think about what the men, women are complaining about. We talked about this last week. The women are complaining about that men are not Strong enough to fulfill their roles as men, as leaders. And that's why they feel the women need to. And then you, so you have women who are more emotional, men who are traditionally more logical. Now we're asking the men who are not fulfilling their role. So we're asking them to take even more steps backwards. They, they haven't stepped up to the plate, but now we're asking them to take Steps down rather than steps up. It's absurd when you think about it. It's absurd. You don't have to show emotions publicly. That's the exact opposite of what we do. Emotions get you in trouble and emotions lead you astray. The more vulnerable you are, the more you can be easily manipulated. And we just throw these words out there without understanding how it actually impacts young men and how it impacts our society. And it's terrible. The feminist movement, it destroys the nuclear family. And we talked about Black Lives Matter. Isn't that what BLM wanted to do? You know, not a lot of people ever. It's just another example of how we just blindly and just just stupid stupidity just following things that we don't even understand the mission of what they're we don't understand the mission of black lives matter so therefore we only look at it surface level oh black kid gets shot by somebody who's not black or black person 
dies by somebody at the hands of somebody who's not black. Let's throw up Black Lives Matter. Let's let's go rally. Let's go loot. Let's go. Let's go destroy neighborhoods. Let's go um, steal from Target because, you know, stealing from Target, that'll show, you know, that Black Lives Matter. Let's steal from Gucci, too. That'll show that Black Lives Matter um, whole time. It's, it's these professional, <laughs> these professional protesters, majority of them aren't even black and they're doing all this stuff. Let's write Black Lives Matter on the street. Let's do all this other goofy shit that doesn't accomplish anything that brings us even further backwards. Um, but we get manipulated and so emotional that we get invested to that point. So when we look at Black Lives Matter, did you even people who donated didn't even look at the mission statement. So here we are, we have their mission statement, and they actually took the mission statement down. It was, I believe it was a Wall Street um, Journal article, or New York Times, one of, the, one of those um, newspapers. And they, were, they highlighted the fact that they noticed that Black Lives Matter removed their mission statement, and it was based on them not getting as many, as get, I guess, as many donations and much support that... <laughs> So they decided to bring it down, and and I'm paraphrasing, all right? I'm paraphrasing. I forget what it said word for word with their mission statement, but it said, well, I'm, I know they use these words, and so, but I have to say I'm paraphrasing just in case, you know, I'm not exactly on point. But they said that their mission was to destroy the patriarchal structure and the nuclear family. Their mission, Black Lives Matter's mission, was to destroy the patriarchal structure and the nuclear family. So we're saying that Black Lives Matters, Black Lives Matter, right? And what's so funny is a lot of the movement began at the hands of black kids being destroyed. But studies have shown that black kids, when they grow up within a nuclear family, that they will become a lot more successful. It's a lot safer for them. They do not get arrested as much. They achieve more. They are more intelligent. All these different areas. These are just what the studies show. And I don't even think you have to look it up. If, if you have, if you're black or if you have black friends, whatever it is, you look at the, the, the kids that grew up with a nuclear family. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Have conversations with some people that did, have some conversations with people that didn't. Matter of fact, a lot of people that didn't grow up in a nuclear family, they resent people who did. And I feel them. I'd be pissed off too. We didn't get to pick and choose what family situation we're born into. Why did, why did this person have to grow up without, you know, a, a, a dad in the home? And this person had their dad and their mom. Especially considering the fact that it's been proven that they are more likely to be successful. So why would Black Lives Matter if they're claiming that, you know, you're, you're, you're pushing out the perception this, that you're... you're the false mission statement, the, per the perceived mission statement that black lives matter, you're doing this to elevate black lives. But at the end of the day, your mission 
is talking about destroying the nuclear family and the patriarchal structure. Those two things do not align. You're contradicting one. Like it, one opposes the other. So, so why would you want to do that? And why would women want that? Matriarchs don't work. We've seen it in the black community. And if somebody can show me a community, a group of people to where matriarchs have been successful, then I'm all ears. And I don't want to hear about 5,000 years ago, me personally. I want to hear about who, what matriarch struck. I like to play, teach me the rules. And once I understand them, I can figure out how to win the game. All right, so I want to compete within this game. I don't want to talk about another game. All right, I want to compete within this sport. Show me, show me a group of people in which a matriarch has worked. But until then, I'm going to sit here and be honest. John say matriarchs don't work. We see it all the time, especially in the black community. Especially in the black community. And when I say that matriarchs don't work, I'm not saying that, well, all we need is, is fathers. You know, just, just fathers and the kids. Forget the mom. She don't do shit. She doesn't contribute to anything. No, I'm not saying that. We need each other. We need each other. And there's different roles for each one of us to, fil to fulfill to the best of our ability. It just so happens and most women admit this, which is so crazy. That's why it's most women want a, they want some a male leader that they feel comfortable trusting, protecting, and providing for them. Most women will admit that. Most women will admit that, even if they talk all the shit in their twenties and their thirties. Ask them in their forties and fifties. They'll admit it. They'll, hold on, I need some water. They'll admit it. All right, what else does it do? Before we start wrapping this side of things up, it makes men passive and weak. And we already discussed, isn't that what women are complaining about? So why would women support a movement that encourages men to act in ways that they were complaining about the entire time. Like, why would I complain to you about one thing and then support a movement that makes you more of the thing that I was complaining about? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. So let's, um, let's, let's get ready to kind of wrap up the feminist side of things then get into the music side and then we'll obviously bring everything together. So perhaps the biggest similarity between the feminist movement and what we're about to discuss with drill and gangster music is the fact that the people it uses the most, it hurts the most. So who is being used by the feminist movement? Well, the same groups 
that were being used during the women's movement. What was that, the 70s, I believe, right after the civil rights movement? Whoever the hell is necessary, whoever the hell is necessary, whoever's necessary, they don't care. Who's necessary to grow and influence the numbers here? That's how they see it. Similar to politics, right? Politicians don't care really about certain stuff. They just, who, who do I need to appeal to in order to win this election? And that's the same thing that the feminists do and that the feminist movement has done and that the women's movement did. So let's get into it. Black women. Are black women left the civil rights movement and began focusing on the women's movement? And I have to throw this in there because I've had a lot of conversations with black women and they'll bring up the fact that, well, men weren't, you know, they weren't being treated fairly in the civil rights movement. So therefore they felt the need to go to the women's movement. I don't, I don't know where I stand on that exactly because I've never really, you know, researched that, whether or not it's true to what degree. However, I will say that the appearance of power and the grass being greener on the other side is always going to be attractive. So I'll leave it at that. But let's look at how this affected black households. So this affected black households significantly more and a lot differently than white households. Whether we're talking about the women's movement or actually now, but white men still remained in control of their households <laughs> and relax and relax. Cause I know I just triggered a few people and I did that on purpose. I did that on purpose. And I know you were triggered when I said control white men still remained in control of their households. And what I actually, what I originally wrote was that white men remained the leaders in their household. But I just wanted to mess with y'all a little bit um, because it's just funny how, you know, in certain situations, I'll give an example. We, on, when it's your boss that you report to in your nine to five, it's, it's an understanding that they are in control of the business, in control of the company, right? Like my boss is, is in control of my company. He's in control of our team, you know, whatever team I'm on. Because he or she is the leader, right? But I better not dare say that men are in control of households, especially not black men, right? Because for whatever reason, when there's a leader in your job, you're perfectly fine saying that they're in control, of your team, but when it comes to leading a household, better not dare use that word, right? But let's not get taken too far off the point. The women's movement used black women, and the feminist movement has picked up right where they left off. And you, you know what's funny, what always stands out? One of the moments that I always think of is when Trump was running for the presidency and he won. And I believe this happened 
Um, well, let's talk about the video came out. We all know the grabbing by the pussy video and all the women. It seemed like on both sides, a lot of, well, like appearance, but all the women were outraged, right? Outraged to the point where <laughs> a lot of us thought like, there's no way that he can win because he's not going to have the support of most women. There's no way that women will vote for Trump. Right? Like I said, uh, jokes on us, right? That's how a lot of us felt. Because when the numbers actually came out, it was revealed that there was a large segment of white women that voted for Trump. A lot more than it appeared would vote for them when the grab them by the pussy video came out. So what happened? <laughs> well, I guess they decided... To get on board with the leaders of their families, their husbands, and they decided to leave the emotional shit to the side and think more logically. Right. They decided to think more logically, like, well, well, what makes the most sense for my pockets in my personal situation? Maybe their husbands encouraged them or maybe they were just talking shit, you know, and, and, and really aroused emotionally. But when it came down to actually who they were voting for, they thought more logically. What's in my best interest? Right. What's in my personal best interest? So the moment that sticks out to me is I think it was either the week after his inauguration or the day after they had uh, the, the, the March on Washington, the women's rights movement. Um, I, I forget what exactly it was called, but I, the women's march on Washington, I believe. In which. Women and even young girls I saw pictures of wore these these knitted pussycat hats, which was supposed to be opposing and standing up against Trump's misogynistic ways of grabbing by the pussy. But isn't that funny? <laughs> Where was that reflected in the votes? And like I said, it reminds me that people just talk shit. But at the end of the day, they do what makes the most sense for their pockets and their personal situation, period. But the weak-minded people always get finessed into actually believing in the shit-talking people. Because their shit-talking aligns and pacifies or just soothes them because that's what they're looking to hear. But let me uh, let me wrap up my feelings on the feminist movement because we damn near forty minutes in, and I haven't even attacked who needs to be attacked um, with the gangster and drill music. So, wrapping up my feelings, feminist movement. Supporting them is hustling backwards. It's hustling backwards. Now, it may not be hustling backwards for the people at the top, but it's hustling backwards for the majority of the supporters. You're fighting for something that puts you in an even worse position than you're currently in or that you were in when you started. We are running hard and fast in the wrong direction and literally destroying the concept of family and destroying the environment, the very environment that we just talked about with the studies that gives our children 
the best opportunity to be successful. We're destroying that. And we're destroying it for appearance. The appearance that the feminist movement is sexy and it's empowering and it's freedom. Because the media makes it look amazing. The media. So does this sound familiar? This is a perfect segue. Because does this sound familiar to another industry that the media has promoted as a vehicle to destroy a certain group of people? Rap music. Now, let me be clear. Hip-hop, rap music has evolved, right? It's evolved. So right now, it's evolved into the drill music. Started off hip-hop and rap, um, but then when I was growing up, it was more so about, you know, kind of hustling, not doing drugs, but, you know, selling the drugs, getting a lot of women, you know, being womanized, all these different things. But now it has turned into, it's not even about, and, and then it evolved into, like, the gangster music, you know, but now it's turned into like this mixture of gangster and drill music to where it's not even about getting money. It's just about hunting and killing other people that look just like you. Literally, you go listen to drill music. Go listen to drill music and tell me your takeaway. And it's funny. I'm going off script. Sometimes it's dangerous when I go off script. I'm always like, like damn, should I talk about this? But like I told y'all, I'm, I have that don't give it in me. It, <laughs> do I want to right, So what's so funny to me Is that when you hear drill music As crazy as they're talking about people Killing people Not just killing people Literally smoking a blunt of weed And saying that I smoked on my op That we just killed I'm smoking on this person Peeing on people's graves Literally Like this is what things have evolved into It's scary it's scary, but what, what I think about is the fact that we can say all of this, but the, think about other cultures. If you said anything, if you said something 1% as harmful as what drill music puts out about any other culture besides black people, you'd be canceled. You'd be canceled. And I'm just going to leave it there because I don't want to get on another point. But y'all see where I'm going. And I welcome that conversation eventually as well. Because like I said, I learned. Stop. Get on to the, stay on script, Dak. Stay on script. All right. So let's get into this gangster drill music. Let's take a look at why we allow gangster and drill music to infiltrate our communities and our children and then why we excuse it. So what is drill music and gangster music claim? Taking niggas out the hood, right? Taking niggas out the hood. I didn't said it uh, earlier. I wasn't going to say it when I was referring to the the, the um, half these niggas want to be the man just because that quote. But hey, we're getting right to it. What does it claim? To take niggas out the hood. People that were incapable of achieving, and I'm saying, no, niggas, I'm saying niggas, because I want y'all to understand this. Niggas that were incapable of achieving success in any other way besides doing music, right? That's what, that's what we're taking them out the hood, right? That's what makes it make sense. Because for, 
for us to make it make sense what they're doing, what they're discussing, the poison that they're putting into the community, we have to justify that by saying that if we did not do that, then the alternative would be worse. So we're saying that this is the only way that they can achieve success, the only way that they're capable, right? So you're already downplaying our intelligence. People that would have caused more terror in their own neighborhoods, but now because they have these music deals, it's a more positive situation for them and the neighborhood, right? Hmm. Not sure about that. What does it also claim? To feed the families of these rap stars, right? To feed the families. Fuck the families that are impacted in a negative way by the poison that they're spewing throughout the community. As long as we're feeding the families of these rap stars, that's all that matters. And we will definitely get into who's doing the feeding and how that pertains to this overall topic. But that's what it claims to be, right? Not too many. I can't really think of any other claims. What is it? Start black businesses and, you know, these rappers, they get rich putting out all this bullshit, destructive rhetoric throughout their community for 20 years. And then by the time they're 50, they want to, you know, get political or open up a daycare center or something like that. And then they, they justify all the negative shit that they did based on just opening up that daycare. The, the goofiest shit, the goofiest shit. They've been telling your kids to rob, hustle, womanize, do all this destruct, kill, all this destructive shit. Meanwhile, when you take a look into their own households, they're married, low key. Kids are going to some of the best schools, graduating on a successful trajectory. But they're telling your kids to do something different. Right? And that's where the excuses part comes in when I say why we excuse it. Because we allow somebody to sell us poison for 20 years and to get wealthy and fat. And then we look for them to give us advice at the end of that 20 years, politically and socially, and how to, how to improve our lives. The, the goofiest dumb shit ever. Okay, so let's look at why it's attractive. And I keep having, normally I don't have to take breaks to drink water, but... As you can see, this one is a passionate one for me. Hold on. All right, so let's look at why it's attractive. Shit, let's just look at all the reasons the feminist movement was attractive. Let's start off with the power. The money that comes along. Or at least the perception of making a lot of money, right? Because we all know that most of these, most of these niggas is broke. These rappers, Right? Most of them are broke, but it creates a perception that they have money. And that perception of having money creates the perception that they have power. But it's really all just based on a certain level of influence. You know, you, you make it to a certain point and you can influence society. And mainly, the bigger the influence that you have, it's built on the greater the, the destruction that you can bring about or put into the community. So we talked about power. Let's talk about the freedom. 
the freedom of not living in the hood anymore and living a more lavish life that the people in the ghetto live, right? Or even just people that work regular, you know, regular nine to five jobs. I'm escaping that freedom. I'm, I'm escaping that situation, that oppression into, into freedom because I don't work for the man. I don't have a nine to five, right? Okay. Okay. It's easy to sell destruction to your own people when we're compensated well, right? But remember I said I wanted to take a look into who's actually feeding us? Who are we compensated by? <clears throat> this is where I got to gauge my level of don't give her, right? <laughs> can't, can't step out too much. All right, so... Who are we compensated by? Who, who are the niggas, these drill rappers, the gangster rappers that are putting all this poison into our communities? Who are they getting compensated by? Most of the time, it's not by black people. These individuals are compensated well by people that do not have to worry about any of the poison and the destruction that the music causes, they're not impacted by it. It doesn't impact their lives. It doesn't impact the lives of their families. So the people who are promoting and supporting the destruction aren't even benefiting from it. It's actually detrimental. So you have the people that are compensating the, the rappers, right? They're not impacted in a negative way. Their lives are not being destroyed because that music they're not they're, Their culture Is not going to listen to that music And get influenced To do the dumb shit That that music tells you to do So they don't have to worry about the destruction But then on the other end Black people We're the, we're the ones supporting and promoting all this shit Right So you have the very people who are promoting and supporting The destruction Not benefiting from it and it's destroying our lives. But hey, we're still talking about why it's attractive, right? It's the status and everything that comes along with it. The money, the women, the fame. Isn't that, isn't that what we were encouraged as I grew up? You know, talking about that music, even though the music evolved. All of this was just being done for the money, right? The women, the fame. Right? That's why we want to be the best player in high school. You know, we want to. There's other ways to get it. There's other ways to get it. So let's look at what, what it actually does. What does drill gangster music actually do? It destroys far, far more families than it could ever wish, hope, you know, take a genie in a bottle, rub it. It, it, it. it destroys more families than it could ever impact in a positive way. It promotes genocide, ignorance, destroys families. It creates a culture that directly opposes everything it takes to lead black men in a positive direction. It creates a culture that all the things that, you know, when we talk about 
building and strengthening our, our black men, our black boys, so they can be leaders and lead the families and elevate literally this culture, this music culture, this drilling gangster music, everything that it promotes opposes all the positive stuff. They're at opposite ends of the spectrum, but we still support it. It makes black neighborhoods the most dangerous place in the world for black men. Listen to that. It makes black neighborhoods the most dangerous place in the world for black men. I don't want to go to the Bronx at night. I don't want to go to certain neighborhoods in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan. I don't want to go to certain neighborhoods in Newark at night. I don't want to go to certain neighborhoods in Irvington at night. Because I know that our people have been so brainwashed that we are more likely, we're trained. We are getting programmed and trained to hunt and kill each other. Especially people that we may think oh, they're doing better than us. We're being trained to kill, hunt. They got it. I want it. I'm killing them and I'm taking their shit. And then I'll piss on their grave after. Literally, I'm not exaggerating. This is what the music says. This is what it tells. This is what it encourages. How it's even allowed on the radio, how it's even allowed on YouTube. I see YouTube's, Twitter, Instagram's stuff, people getting deactivated, people getting taken down for saying certain stuff that compared to this is nothing. Literally, we are promoting genocide. We're promoting the killing of a group of people. All through music. And the music just sets the culture. So now we have a culture. The success of of a particular group will only go as far as their particular culture allows them to. Period. And let's let's think about that song, that self-destruction song. Um, I think it was uh, Cool Moe D. He was the one that had the line. He was like, back in the 60s, our brothers and sisters were hanged. How could you gangbang? I never, ever ran from the Ku Klux Klan, and I shouldn't have to run from a black man. I never, ever ran from the Ku Klux Klan, and I shouldn't have to run from a black man. Listen to this. Our music is promoting us to kill each other. It causes black men and boys to either be killed, locked up, or destroy communities. This takes the man out the house and destroys the patriarchy and destroys the nuclear family. And then the same cycle continues of matriarchs being pissed off because black men, we can't hold up our ends of the bargain. So now they feel that they have to become the men. They resent us because we got finessed. Whole time we're getting finessed, but y'all loving it. But we need to be smarter as the leaders and be trained and taught as the leaders that even though women may want the bad boy growing up and they're, they're confused. No, 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 no. You're going to be what they call a square. And the square could be the coolest person in the world. You're going to, you're going to become educated. You're going to play the long game. 
You're not going to be out here getting locked up and when you come home, people celebrating you as if you just achieved some shit in life. Because that's what the women want. That's what they're attracted to. Leave that shit alone. Because right now at 35, the women are attracted to different things than they were attracted to in high school. At least the women that you should want to be attracted to. And you don't have to... Whatever. Whole nother topic. Whole nother topic. So whether feminism, let's kind of wrap this all up. Let's kind of wrap this all up. Because we're almost an hour in. You know, I normally keep it around 40 minutes. So whether feminism or drill music, gangster music, they both have been a product that is being sold Two people with deceiving marketing. And when I say deceiving marketing, they're, they're lying, they're doing all this other stuff, but is it really deceiving marketing? Because then I have to think about it. Because there has to be some responsibility on us. Because when, when certain things are marketed to us, we look at it and say, nah, that's bullshit. I'm not believing that. But with this, we just go on board. You could you could see a class or an ad for, you know, come take this course. And, you know, you can make more money. You could do this. You could become this. And we'll look at that, man. We'll scroll through that, man. Look at this bullshit scam. We don't know anything about it. It's not telling us it's a scam. It's actually coming from a successful person. So maybe it's worth at least looking into. Oh, they'll send me a free book. No, I don't want that free book, man. That's a scam. So we won't. Okay. But then on the other end, we have something, whether it's the feminist movement or the music, we know what they're doing is destroying. It's destroying any chance of elevation. We know it. We look at it. It's very simple to break down. We talked about this before. We need the nuclear family. We need a strong male leader. We need the patriarchy. We need these things. But literally, they've, we've gotten to a point where we're so ignorant and so easily brainwashed and just sheep that literally they don't, it's not even really, the marketing isn't really that deceiving. They're saying exactly what they're doing. But for whatever dumb reason, we just buy into it. Because if we actually look at either, it's very clear how they both will lead to the destruction of family by attacking the very leader of our our families. You're attacking the leadership. Both are. One's destroying men in one way. One's destroying men in another. One starts off destroying the boys. Well, actually, I can't even say one. They both have gotten to the point where they've destroyed our, they're they're aiming to destroy our boys and break our boys. So therefore, it's easier to break boys than it is to break men. So they're both targeting boys. So therefore, there's no threat when the boy gets older. To the feminism and this, this feminist concept, this feminist way of life, whatever it is.
once we remove the glitz and glamour and the perception, the perceived power that comes along with these movements, once we remove that glitz and glamour, it lacks anything that we would want in our lives. That glitz and glamour of power and freedom. What, what the fuck is power? What, what, are we, what are we even really talking about? But once we remove all that glitz and glamour, the emotional stuff, the things that appeal to us emotionally, and we can just look at things logically, these movements lack anything that we would want in our lives. And even if it does provide real power, either one, even if the feminist movement provides real power, even if this drill gangster music provides real power, what is the point of possessing power if it can only be used to destroy instead of uplift? And I think that's a good note to wrap this up on. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Appreciate y'all being willing to have the conversation. And I thank you in advance for any feedback that you may have. Because that's what keeps the conversation going and keeps the conversation growing to a place where we can elevate. So as always, strength and honor. Let's just make sure that we're moving through life where we're not allowing ourselves to get finessed by facades and the glitz and the glamour and that we see things through a lens that makes it very clear on what is detrimental to us and what is beneficial to us. And I'll leave it at that. Ooh. Ha, we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up, then buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I represent.